This is Carol McLeod, your host on A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. I have a couple of questions for you as we begin today's program. First of all, what do you do when you're troubled and when the world is caving in on you? And now here's my second question. What do you do when you're caught in an out-of-control wildfire of circumstances? Today's program will help you to answer these questions in a godly and healthy way. Welcome to our Bible study entitled, Refined, Finding Joy in the Midst of the Fire. Peter, the fisherman, the out-of-control mouth, the man who always spoke before he thought, the man who thought he had a better idea than Jesus. Peter was a cussing fisherman with fish guts under his fingernails. But something happened to Peter. He had been changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Peter's people skills had a significant makeover because of the day of Pentecost. And now Peter and the Holy Spirit have some great advice for you and for me today. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. This was the verse that we studied yesterday, and we learned that we must get our job description straight, that we are not the exalters, we are the humblers, that we are to humble ourselves and allow Christ to exalt us at the proper time, at his time. And then verse 7, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. This word casting is a compound word, two Greek words placed together. The first word is the word epi, E-P-I, and it literally means on top of something. The second part of this compound word is the Greek word repto, and it means to hurl, to throw, to cast. It means to violently throw or to fling something with great force. This word epirepto is only used one other time in the New Testament. Would you like to know where? It's found in Luke 19, verse 35. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast epirepto, their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus there. So epirepto is the flinging of a garment, of a bag, or excess weight off the shoulders of a traveler and onto the back of some other beast, such as a donkey or a camel or a horse. Listen, we are not designed to efficiently carry the burden of worry, fret, and anxiety. The load of worry, fret, and anxiety is simply too much for the human body to carry, and it's too much for for the central nervous system to tolerate. Now, we may be able to manage worries and frets and anxieties and cares for a little while, but eventually the physical body and the mind will collapse under the perpetual pressure of worry and anxiety. The medical world even confirms that much of sickness is caused by stress and pressure. 
You were not designed to carry pressures, stresses, anxieties, and worries. You were not designed to carry negativity around through life with you. Jesus is calling your name. He's calling out to you across the ages from 1 Peter 5, 7. And he's saying, friend, son, daughter, your shoulders are not big enough to carry the burdens you're trying to bear by yourself. This load will eventually break you. So please let me be your beast of burden. Jesus is calling your name and he's saying, take that load that you've been carrying and heave it with all your might in my direction. Fling it over to my back and let me be the one to carry it for you. So what exactly are we supposed to cast upon the one who cares? Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now, this is the Greek word marimna, and it means absolutely any anxiety. Let me give it to you more specifically. Marimna means any affliction, difficulty, hardship, misfortune, trouble, or complicated circumstance that arise as a result of the problems that develop in our lives. Any stress that a fire brings your way, you're supposed to epirepto his way. You're supposed to throw with force his way. Anything that causes you worry or anxiety, regardless of why or how it happened, you need to fling that thing on his back. It was never meant to be your burden. Jesus was built to carry your burdens. Jesus was designed to carry your troubles. You weren't designed to carry your troubles. You know, you'd never throw a horse's saddle and a saddlebag under the back of a cat or a rabbit, would you? They were not built for such burdens. They weren't built for horses' saddles or or heavy saddlebags. The bones of a cat or a rabbit would break and give way under such a weight. And my friends, you were not built to carry troubles on your back. Jesus has the strength and the power to relieve you of your worries. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He's concerned about you. He's thinking about you. He notices the pain and the trouble that you've been carrying And he will give meticulous attention to your cares. Don't ever let the devil tell you that Jesus doesn't care about your life. Don't ever allow the devil to whisper in your ear that your problems are too stupid, small, or inconsequential to heave toward Jesus. The Lord is interested in everything that concerns you. We serve a God who cares. He cares about you. Let's pause for a minute and practice some care casting right now. I'm going to pray, and I want you to pray these words after me. How about that? Jesus, you know the problems that I'm facing today. You are fully aware and genuinely concerned about the things that are causing me to be anxious. I throw them at you, knowing that you are well able to carry my difficulties. I will trust you every day, every hour, and every minute. 
I receive the joy of your presence and the strength that it brings. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, when you do this, when you pray a prayer like that, be sure that you do not instigate the boomerang effect of care casting. Care loves to boomerang back, but turn around and walk away. Leave it with Jesus. 1 Peter 5.8, be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So Peter now tells us to be sober, to be vigilant. This is the Greek word, Gregorio, and it means to be on your guard, to be watchful, and to be attentive. You know, we need to have a watchful attitude when it comes to the devil, don't we? We need to be on the lookout to make certain that no enemy or no aggressor can successfully gain entry into our life or into our place of residence. We need to be on high alert at all times when it comes to our enemy. We are always at level red. It's always severe. The enemy is always going to be knocking at our doors. So pay attention. Now, the devil is not after you just one time. He is sneaky about the way he attacks. Your enemy is the devil identify your enemy. Your devil is not flesh and blood. Your devil is not your husband or your wife. Your devil is not your boss or your parents or your children or your siblings or your in-laws. Your enemy is the devil. In warfare, the first thing that fighting forces do is to identify their enemy. Then they decide what weapons to use and they develop a battle strategy based upon who their enemy is. Now, your weapons are the word of God, worship, prayer, fasting, and giving. So be of sober spirit, be on the alert. This Greek word, Gregorio, that we see here in 1 Peter 5, 8, be of sober spirit, is the same word that Jesus used in the Garden of Gethsemane, be on the alert. This is the word that Jesus used when he asked the disciples to watch and to pray. And did you know that Jesus is still asking the same thing of 21st century disciples? He's saying, Gregorio, be on the alert. Be watchful. Pay attention. Don't fall asleep. Keep your eyes wide open. Pay attention to what's going on around you. 1 Peter 5, 7. What a difference one verse makes, because in in 5-7, the Holy Spirit says, he cares for you. And in verse 8, the Holy Spirit is telling us, your enemy is stalking you. Now, the Holy Spirit and Peter strategically used an interesting word here to describe the devil. They used the word adversary, and this was a legal word. It was a lawyer who argued In a court of law, it was a picture of a prosecutor who brought innocent ones to court and argued vehemently against them and then would send innocent people to prison. This is what the devil tries to do to the children of God. He strikes like a lawyer who brings up things from our past and then uses them against us. Revelation 12.10 tells us that he is the accuser of the brethren. And then 1 Peter 5.8 tells us that the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion. Now, 
Our enemy is not a lion, but he pretends to be one. He's old Snaggletooth himself. He's all roar and has no real power. He is all bark, but he has no bite. So be on the alert. Cast all your care upon him. Know who your enemy is. And he's only like a roaring lion. He's not the real deal. Thank you for joining me on a jolt of joy if you've enjoyed this podcast you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com it's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the word of god email me at carol at justjoyministries.com and as always know that i am praying for you today